I think one thing that, that always really caught me was that I, I wanted to have an interesting or really fulfilling life. So I was always fascinated by, you know, how do I craft a lifestyle or a life that, that suits me and um, work is a part of personal growth and, and learning and things like that. We stand today. The Business Method. The business with method. a shout out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their online and location-independent business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we are getting behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build businesses like this. On top of that, we also gather entrepreneurs at events and retreats around the world. This October, we are having our annual event in Thailand, Get Shit Done Live. It's 10 days of high-performance productivity, targeted collaboration, and rapid execution designed for entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done in a little amount of time. Some say it's like 10 months of work in 10 days. There's a magic that happens when brilliant minds come together to push one another towards productive execution. That is exactly what this retreat is about. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That is thebusinessmethod.com. Now, let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Welcome back to the show, listeners. And today we are joined by the CEO of Athletic Greens, Adam Trouncer. Adam has been an entrepreneur for the past 10 years, starting a few startups of his own and along the way, learning to create a location-independent lifestyle. He spent a few years traveling the world and building businesses before he joined up with Athletic Greens. If the name Athletic Greens sounds familiar, it is probably because of the work they have done with some major influencers in the entrepreneurial world. Tim Ferriss, being a passionate advocate of their products, is one of them. Now, Athletic Greens is an eight-figure business with a completely remote team of over 20 people from all over the world. On the show, we chat with Adam about the process of building a remote team, how they maintain the culture in their business, and many challenges they deal with running a remote company. We also ask Adam about the mentality one needs to create an eight-figure business. It's an exciting episode, you guys, and without further ado, let's welcome Adam to the show. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Listeners, I'm really happy and honored to welcome the, the CEO of Athletic Greens, Adam Trouncer, to the show. Adam, how are you doing, my friend? Very well. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. Looking forward to chatting. Now, I heard that you are calling in from Croatia today. What city? I am. I'm on the island of Havar, actually, at the moment, in a uh, very small town called uh, Starigrad. Starigrad? Probably yeah. not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> um, Havar is amazing, right? It's a beautiful island. I've been it there. It is a beautiful island. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, it's quite hot today, but um, yeah, I cannot complain right now. It's yeah. a beautiful day. So ironically, or maybe not so ironically, you and I met on an island in Croatia, I think two months ago today. We did. Close to we the, did. Yeah. And um, we were there for the baby bathwater event, which was phenomenal. Are you? Is that was that your face first baby bathwater event? 
Uh, no, it wasn't. I've been to one other ones before. One of the other ones before at uh, I think it's at Summit Mountain um, in Utah, which was awesome as well. So this is my first one that they had in Croatia, obviously. But a uh, fantastic event. I uh, love those guys. Are you going back to their? I think they have another one in September. I'm gonna try to, but uh, it just depends on travel and and conflicts and everything in between. But uh, I'd, I'd like to. So I find like. I think it's amazing being in that type of an environment. And for the listeners that don't know, the Baby Bathwater is uh, an event for seven-figure entrepreneurs and higher. And uh, it's really kind of a mastermind, but relaxed time and just fun, organic um, um, sharing of business knowledge and growth. For me, it was very similar to like if if I didn't know we were in Croatia, I would think like we almost we were on Richard Branson's island. I think that type of caliber of people were there. So I'm curious, like, what was your biggest takeaway from your experience with with Baby Bathwater Island? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think Baby Bathwater, the both events that I've been to have been amazing. Um, for me, I think the the biggest takeaways. It, it's going to sound a uh, pretty standard answer, but. It's always the relationships that you kind of develop and foster. Um, you know, seeing the issues that people are having, um, you know, hearing ways in which other people have solved problems that you're, you know, you're facing or that you're looking at. That's what I always get the most out of it. Um, the content's always great, but long term, it's the relationships that you foster at the events. I think it really makes a huge difference. Are there yeah. any other conferences or, or mastermind type of events that you belong to that you really enjoy? Uh, me personally, I. There's so many events out there, as you obviously know, um, and I'm very careful at trying to, you know, picking and selecting which ones I go to because they can really suck up uh, <laughs> a lot of your time if you're not careful, as I'm probably sure you're aware. Uh, for me, I don't, I'm not part of any masterminds per se, but I do have a number of kind of advisors and business advisors that I work with um, and constantly kind of learning and growing. So for me, it's a, it's that blend or that balance of networking finding great people who, you know, you can bounce ideas off and also, you know, uh, learning and growing in different ways. So I don't go to a ton of other events like that, but, um, you know, I certainly have a lot of people who've helped me. So we want to dive into Adam and learn more about, yeah, learn more about you and your background. And, and you have a really interesting story. You've lived a location independent life, you know, now you're, uh, teamed up with athletic greens, which is a huge company that's doing amazing things. And, um, yeah, just love to, to get to know you a bit and hear your story. For sure. Happy to share anything. Let's do it. Okay. Where do you want to start? <laughs> oh, anywhere. The chronologically is generally pretty good. I'm yeah. happy to give you a short rundown of kind of what I've done. Let's do that. Um, I think for me, uh, so I was always very interested in business and, um, I think one thing that that always really caught me was that I, I wanted to have an interesting or really fulfilling life. So um, I was always fascinated by, you know, how do I craft a lifestyle or a life that um, that suits me and um, work as a part of personal growth and, and learning and things like that. So uh, when I finished university, I didn't really know what to do. I had a number of kind of job offers in different areas. I'd studied engineering and commerce in, uh, in Sydney. And I, I turned a few things down to to start one of my own little businesses at the very start. Um, and that's really where my journey um, began. It was uh, find something that I was really interested in that could help me learn and grow. And I wanted to dive into the deep end. Um, so while during that, I actually 
decided to take a PhD because that would uh, pay pay me along the way <laughs> for the next couple of years. And so during the time I was doing my PhD, uh, I played with a number of different business ideas, and um, that's really where I first got my introduction to entrepreneurship and read everything from um, Paul Graham's blogs and kind of um, followed a lot of startups and things like that and got into the online world in many ways. Um, so that's where it all began. And uh, since then, uh, it's been probably 10 years now or so, but um, since then I've had an amazing journey, uh, a lot of failures, uh, a few successes in there. And um, yeah, now I'm really happy to be at Athletic Greens, uh, working with an amazing team and trying to build this business to the next level. What type of entrepreneurial ventures have you been in throughout the past 10 years? Uh, I've done a bit of everything. So uh, mostly online. Um, I'd say that I had a kind of a mix of what I'd say lifestyle businesses and also, you know, kind of startups. So uh, the first venture that I did, uh, well, actually back to the very start, one of the first ventures I tried to do was uh, uh, packaging together real estate uh, or, or, or blocks of land um, to on-sell to developers uh, in the real estate world uh, using option contracts, things like that. So that was very early little foray. Um, but then since then, it's been very tech or online focused. So uh, the next one I did was uh, was right when Groupon was coming out and getting big. We tried to group together customers online to sell uh, the same type of vehicle and get them a fleet discount. Um, so that was called Carjoy in Australia and we had a little bit of success and all went well until we started to get sued by the big uh, manufacturers because we were selling cars cheaper than their dealership networks. So um, that's where it began and then since then, yeah, mostly online businesses uh, or tech related. I've worked with a lot of tech teams. I did a business in a startup business in aged care which is still running today uh, with my brother uh, which was called In Touch Living and that was all about um, – how do you get an internet-enabled device in the home of the elderly so that you can provide kind of community care services, which are aged care, aged care services into the home for uh, in Australia? So learn a lot from that. ton of consulting along the way on marketing, um, worked with a number of startups in Australia and businesses, and uh, then on to Athletic Dreams. And, and you said, Adam, earlier in your career or, or that you've – been involved with a mixture of what you consider lifestyle businesses. What's that? What is that exactly for you? Sure. So I think uh, when I think about a business, I, I try to think about, you know, what's the vision or what are you really trying to achieve with it? Um, so for me, at, at some parts along the way, um, you know, I had a small animation company in the Philippines um, that was a remote business where I worked with a few staff that were awesome. Uh, and the purpose of that business was to kind of, uh, you know, provide a little bit of profit and cash flow for me to be able to travel and live and things like that. So that to me was a lifestyle business where I was trying to provide a service um, and the objective wasn't to, to build some you know massive business or anything like that. It was to fund my lifestyle and to you know provide a, a few animations and some great services to some clients. So um, you know whereas a startup on the other side, you know the startups that I've been involved with were very much looking to disrupt an industry or disrupt a category. Um, you know, a lot more involved full time, and the purpose of the mission of the business was to, was, you know, create massive change and, and grow something quite large. So um, that's kind of what I mean by the difference in the two. And what type of lifestyle? So you, you said the purpose was to fund travels. So so where'd you go and where'd you live, and and what type of work life balance were you keeping during this time? Sure, that was a lot. that was a lot earlier in my career when I was finishing off PhD, but that was. Um, 
it was to kind of travel and see the world as well. So I've been very fortunate to, to travel a lot. Um, I've probably been to 30 or 40 countries now all over the place, so through Central America and South America. Um, I've been to Europe a number of times and everywhere. So, uh, yeah, very lucky in that respect. Um, and I think, you know, from the start, uh, you know, I saw friends or, or others that were getting jobs in accountancy firms and things like that. I kind of wanted a slightly different career path and I wanted my, uh, my work to really, um, to really be something that I enjoyed, but also, uh, help provide me the lifestyle that, you know, or a life that I really loved and, and valued. So I think that's why I pursued the location independent online businesses a bit more than others. What type of work-life balance would you have during this time? Would you work half-time, travel half-time? Uh, that's the age-old question for the <laughs> digital nomad. Uh, I, I've really changed my opinion of this over time. So, you know, these days I, I love to be in one spot, um, you know, for an extended period of time, um, especially if I'm, I'm working hard. So I, I love what I do, so I work very, very hard. Um, but I also like to do it in locations or parts of the world that uh, that I that I enjoy. So back then, I think I'd I travel a little bit and uh, and work at the same time. But I do find that much harder these days. My preference is to to really be in one spot, and then if I'm going to travel, take the time off and do it, and then get back into it after that. Did the book The Four Hour Work Work Week have any influence on your your decision or or help you create a life like this? Definitely. Um, I read Tim's book probably right when it came out or very close to it. And uh, I think it was it was certainly one of one of the books that I read or one of the people that I was following at the time that certainly opened my eyes to the possibilities. And I think that's that was one of the great things about Tim's book is that it really opened a lot of people's eyes to, you know, the technology that's out there, the structures and the, the way of doing business that um, can really help you become location independent or create a lifestyle that, that suits you. Do you have a home base now, Adam? I do, yeah. Where, I'm uh, very fortunate. I live down on Balmoral Beach in Sydney, Australia. Um, so I've been to a lot of places in the world, and uh, I feel like I've picked one of the best ones. So come and visit anytime. <laughs> Appreciate it. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> and so how's your, your work-life balance these days? You mentioned you're working really hard, and um, but you still like to get some travel in now and then. Are you, and you just mentioned, you. I think you just traveled for a couple of months, right? Yeah, so I've been traveling for the last uh, few months. Um, I was very fortunate. I was just on honeymoon for a month and uh, very thankful that the team could take over things while I was away and uh, keep the ship going well. Um, for, for me these days, I, I do still travel a lot uh, with Athletic Greens. So we've got a fully remote team that are in the US and Europe and down in uh, South uh, America. So um, I'm often you know, traveling every two or three months, which I love, um, but I do really enjoy being at home. And Balmoral on the beach there, and uh, digging into work when I am, when I when I am home. Um, when, when you ask about work-life balance, I don't really view work as work. I, I love what I do, so for me, it's very blended. And I think my team and other people who do work in remote or distributed teams will say this. Whereby I'm fortunate to be able to turn on and turn off at any time I want. Um, I certainly do work hard, but I enjoy it. Uh, and I think the hardest thing sometimes is having team members to turn off because uh, there's always a laptop and always a phone and you can work from anywhere, but uh, it has the, the downside as well sometimes. And, and so I can understand that completely because I love what I do and I'm tempted to work all the time because, uh, you know, we mm -hmm. always have access to work. 
Um, what have you found has been the best for you? Because we can really get sucked into our work and um, it may not cause burnout, but it can cause um, emotion, stress or problems in a relationship or problems, you know, in other areas in our lives. So what kind of um, balance are you keeping these days with loving your job and loving your work and having a bit of a home base, but also traveling some at the, uh, at the same time? And this is something that I think about constantly, not just for myself, but how do I create balance and create an amazing remote or distributed culture for our team as well? Um, so we've developed a lot of tools and processes to make sure that people do get downtime. And I do the same thing. I have a uh, number of things that I can chat about now. So the first thing is, I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you've got the headspace day to day and you're really, really um, clear on what outcome you're trying to achieve when you do sit down to do something. Um, but you also do take that thinking time that is away from the computer, away from the laptop to sit and truly think about the issues, the problems or the challenges in your business. So um, I can tell you a ton of little tips or tricks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the first is that I live in Australia, which is uh, the completely different time zone to the US. And so that means that people aren't pinging me all day. Um, I wake up very early at five. Um, I jump on the calls, uh, which is US afternoon, morning Australia time. And by 10 a.m. my time, all my calls are done and I've got the rest of the day to really focus on uh, what I think is important or to have that clarity and head stuff. So during that time, I often go for a walk, um, do a bit of meditation or just relax and um, step away from um, the day-to-day buzz and try to get some clarity and perspective on everything that's going on. Um, in terms of team or culturally, what we do, we have very scheduled meetings and uh, we try to minimize the amount of uh, pinging or back and forth we have on certain things. So we've created kind of organizational structures to make sure that you can get, you know, two to three hours of really deep work during the day um, to to get the most important things done. Um, And then there's a personal commitment on everyone on the team to make sure that they're taking care of themselves, they're sleeping, they're eating healthily, and they're exercising each day so that they're personally productive and they've got clear thoughts as well. So, yeah, it's something I've thought a lot about um you know there's a great book by keith cunningham that he's just brought out um which talks about thinking time um uh, which is you know a really important part of, of of what i do as well how big is your team now good question i think we're up I think the team's about 20 24 or so uh, at the moment um we're in the process of hiring a number so, uh, a number of others so uh, don't shoot me if it's a, a few off uh, what's your team? What's the diversity of your team? Are, are Aussies, Americans, Filipinos? Yeah, uh, everyone from anywhere. So uh, I've never, I've never actually thought about that question. Really, um, well, we've got a, uh, we've got Americans, Australians, New Zealanders, uh, Philippines. We've got uh, some team members in Colombia, in Spain, uh, in Germany. Um, yeah, all, all around the place. Uh, and I think that's one of the advantages of having a distributed team is that you can really hire you know great talent regardless of where they live so um the 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 diversity pool is great and um yeah we're fortunate to be able to bring on some great people so you you mentioned the idea or the concept of deep work and giving them time do you teach this concept to to the team members um, so they're clear on like okay i've got two or three hours of really focused work that i need to work on today Definitely. Um, we talk a lot internally and as a team about kind of, um, you know, how do we get 
you know, how, how do you become productive? And that's what a business is all about. It's, you know, how do you become really, really efficient? So there's tools and systems you can do that, but from a personal productivity, there's uh, a lot you can do as well. So before we hire anyone, we actually make sure that they have worked remotely or in a distributed manner before, or at least aware of the challenges of it, because it is a quite a big shift sometimes to take someone uh, who has been working in an office environment uh, into a remote setting. Um, so we always look for people who have worked remotely before. Um, and then during the onboarding um, part, when we do bring someone on, um, we certainly spend a lot of time getting them up to speed on you know, what they can do in their home environment or wherever they are to make sure that they're productive and efficient. Um, it makes such a big difference to you know, everyone's outcomes if, if we can you know, um, foster that culture internally. So we do a lot around that. What do you think is the biggest challenge for you guys when working with um, a new employee that has uh, worked in the office their career and then all of a sudden now they're a remote employee with you guys? Sure. Uh, firstly, I hate the word employee, so we call them team members. <laughs> team members, my bad. <laughs> I just hate that, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so for a new team member, um, the biggest challenge, I think the biggest challenge if they, if they haven't worked in a remote setting before it depends on you know their age, you know what their backgrounds are, and things like that. But certainly, getting used to um, the online tools and systems and processes, because we've been a distributed business or remote business from the start, so we have different systems and processes, and you can't just walk, you know, as you're aware, walk across the room and tap someone on the shoulder. So, um, getting used to the you know how we do things and why I think is really important, and then setting themselves personally up for success at home. So making sure that they, you know, they do have that downtime away from the screens. They've got a set place, you know, in their home or area where they can, uh, you know, which is their, their workstation, so to speak, so they're not working on a kitchen counter. Um, making sure they've got all the tools, you know, they've got enough computer screens and headphones and stuff. Just simple things like that make a massive difference, um, especially if you've never worked remotely before. Um, and you know, we, we do other things like to foster the culture. We, every call is a video call, you know, they've got check-ins every day with someone. So, um, we're really big at making sure there's that, there's that you know, contact and true culture there. Hey listeners, we're going to wrap up the first half of Adam's interview there and publish the rest of the show tomorrow. Be sure to listen and subscribe so you won't miss Adam chat further about athletic greens and the ins and outs of running an eight figure remote team. We'll see you soon. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our annual Get Shit Done live retreat in Thailand. Both are designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done rapidly. And whether you need some personal coaching while working away at home or a retreat in Thailand where you can get out of your normal routine and surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs, we have those options for you. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com and we'll see you on the next podcast.